Hey, sports fans. If you're at all like me, you love a discount. Really, who doesn't love a great discount? And I can't think of a better one than our 40% off an annual subscription over at theathletic.com. I love what I do here, and I know you love reading us, and you will love to keep reading us on all of our beats, in all of our sports as they return. And you really can't get any better, more comprehensive, or in-depth coverage anywhere else. If you go to theathletic.com slash 11 personnel, you can get that sweet, sweet discount. That is 40% off an annual subscription. Sports are back, and you don't want to miss any of our coverage. That's theathletic.com slash 11 personnel for 40% off an annual subscription. We'll see you there. Welcome to the 11 Personnel Podcast, your favorite Rams podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rodriguez, and with me as always is my fabulous co-host, Rich Hammond. Rich, how we doing? Jordan, doing well. Hope everybody is staying safe out there and healthy. Um, but I, I have to say, it's it feels like football is almost here, and I can't, I have a vague memory of what that feels like, uh, but uh, I, I sense it. I sense it that football's around the corner. Yeah, and you know, they're they're determined to have a season come hell or high water. And, you know, recently we did find that SoFi Stadium is now going to have a extremely adjusted plan. Um, they had hoped to fill it up to the brim, but now, you know, they're planning for no fans. They hope that some fans will be available. It will only be fifteen thousand maximum, and that is if California guidelines and restrictions lift. That's disappointing for them, Rich. I really think that they, you know, obviously you can't do anything about what's happening globally right now, but I really have to feel like they are just feeling a little bit disheartened in that building. Yeah, it's certainly not going to be the opening that that anybody uh, dreamed of. I mean, after all these years and and all that money spent, uh, you know, to have to play that first game inside of an empty stadium, uh, it's it's not ideal. Uh, You know, obviously fans will be back in at some point and there, there will be a celebration. But Jordan, here's my question for you. We, we've heard obviously that, that, you know, the Rams and Chargers probably aren't going to have fans. There are some teams, I just recently saw the Atlanta Falcons, you know, making plans for having a certain number of, of fans in the stadium. Is that fair? Does it matter that some teams will be allowed, presumably, to have fans in the seats where other teams essentially will be prohibited from it? Um, you know, I I don't really think that it matters as much. You know, when you get when you have 20,000 people, you know, there there's still it's still going to feel very sparse in these massive stadiums. Well, where I am concerned is is it fair to the various populations in which you are living to have this opportunity to mass gather? And that's really, I think, what I'm more concerned about. And I think, um, you know, I, I hear some concerns from players. You know, how are we going to minimize everything right now? How are we going to minimize contact? How are we going to minimize, you know, being in a in a group setting? And it's just not possible. And then when you add fans in, I I understand they're trying to save as much or or, or minimize as much of this loss that they're about to take financially as possible. Right. And it does depend on state to state guidelines and there are going to be safety restrictions in place. 
you know, when you get into some of these massive stadiums, though, I mean, 20,000 fans versus zero, the only difference really that makes is in the pockets of the hmm. of in the wallets of the G, of the owners of the team. So, you know, the other thing is it puts it does put the thing that I'm frustrated with is it, you know, there are going to be people who are working at these stadiums who now have to try to enforce mask mandates who now try to have to enforce and and sort of keep an eye on these fans. And in some of these states we're seeing people act absolutely insane where they, when they are asked to wear a mask. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I saw a video the other day, I think it was probably must've been Florida had to be, um, a woman like licking the glass on a door that was closed because she, she was asked to wear a mask to enter the restaurant. So she licked the glass because for whatever statement that I'm like, you know, I think of of these concession workers and I think of people who are, you know, working game day security and like that that is such an unfair responsibility to place on them. You know, you are now in charge of trying to enforce the safety and well-being of all of these people um, in a in a very complicated way. And so that's where I, you know, and I could talk about this for hours, but that's where I get concerned, Rich. And I think that once again, it's frustrating to see the billionaire owners sort of place the onus on not just the players, the support staff, um, but also, you know, these people who are contract workers that work one day a week for this team now in charge of, of so many things. Right. Yeah. It's, it's certainly, you know, when they signed up for those jobs, that's that's not what they signed up for. I mean, you can say certain people, you know, assume a risk because of what they do, but certainly not those people. They, they did not right. take those jobs, um, you know, thinking that they would have to deal with that. And I agree, Jordan. And, and part of it is just, you know, you, you can talk about the, you know, the glass liquor um, as probably being a pretty, <laughs> pretty extreme example of somebody who, right. who that way. But, you know, in all seriousness, I mean, it's kind of the nature of sports fans. I mean, we've all been to football games, you know, we've all, you know, whatever it is, our college or our pro team that we follow, you get caught up in it. You, you high five strangers, you hug strangers, you know, your, 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 your nature is to kind of be part of that uh, group. It's, it's not even a sport where you could even say like baseball, where generally your experience is, okay, you sit in your seat, you know, you have a hot dog, you, you watch a baseball game. That's really different from a football game where there's so much enthusiasm and adrenaline and everything else. And you're not just going to be, you know, quietly sitting in your seat with, with even with a mask on. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't envy uh, any of those people. I, I hope that these, that these teams that are planning uh, to have fans that, you know, they, they do have some kind of plan in in place to, to make it as safe as possible. But, um, you know, I, we'll see. But Jordan, I, I agree with you. You can't, I, in some ways, I think it's um, you know, maybe a little bit of an inherent unfair advantage uh, to, mm-hmm. to have fans. But the, at the same time, it's hard, it would be very hard for the league, I think, to tell its teams you can't make money, <laughs> you know, to say yeah. you, you, you have the ability to sell tickets, but we're not going to let you. Um, I, I don't, given everything we know about the NFL, I don't ever see that. <laughs> I don't ever see that happening. Not likely. Yeah. And the thing that, that um, the Rams front office people and, and business people are going to have to figure out is how to make up for sort of this massive lost marketing opportunity of opening SoFi for the first time. And we talked about this before, Rich, but it's this is where Hard Knocks enters the picture. This is where you get as much 
glamour shots uh, or as many glamour shots of the stadium as you can. You dedicate a whole episode to it. You see if you can get the teams to scrimmage there. Um, you see if you can get a special allowance for them to do so in L.A. County. You see if you can somehow highlight this stadium as much as possible because at this point you are really missing all of those eyeballs on all of the details that you have have created over the last you know couple of years billions of dollars <laughs> you know you right. you need to um you need to make sure that you're promoting this as much as you possibly can so i think that that's where hard knocks comes into play um it was a smart preparation for them to take now as we get into players reporting to camp and all of these allowances and, you know, probably hard knocks being subjected to the same, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the same type of testing that the players are going to be getting because they're going to be in such close proximity the entire time. Um, You know, I know myself, I'm, I'm getting ready to be subjected to testing. We're, we're still getting final word from the league and pro football writers association is working with the league and the NFL PA to, to determine the level of testing that we will be getting as well. Um, But it's going to be different. And so what we know so far is that the league is actually shortening rosters from 90 players to 80, which we will get, we can get into for a myriad of reasons as to why it's probably the smartest decision, but it really stinks for some of these guys. Um, And players will have to report Okay, and then they go home or in a hotel if they're not from the area, in a hotel for, you know, X amount of time, and then they come back. Um, so they they report, they get tested, then they go home and wait, and then they come back and they have to have a second negative. And so it's it's just so um it's so complicated. But I want to talk about the roster thing first and foremost, because that is you the Rams are at eighty nine. You have to make nine phone calls and say, Okay, I guess you can't show up. That's tough. I mean, and that, yeah. that's heartbreaking for those, uh, you know, probably, the, well, certainly the undrafted free agents and then maybe some people who had been kind of on the fringe. Uh, anyway, I think the Rams signed 20 undrafted free agents, if I remember correctly. It was a very large number. Um, so a lot of those people, you know, who, who kind of thought they were going to get their dream chance um, now aren't going to get it. And and then even beyond that, it's, it's going to be so difficult. Even those 80 who do uh, make it to, to Thousand Oaks, no preseason games to to show you know what they can do. Uh, we don't know what these training camp practices are going to look like, especially early on. I mean, how many opportunities are these people really going to get to show that they can make a, an impact? Because you have to think, Jordan, that you know so much of the focus without OTAs, without preseason games, I, I think so much of the focus from the coaching staff is going to be on the starters, on you know, on the people who you think are, are going to make up your your fifty three, and uh, you know the amount of attention that's probably going to be paid to to some of these guys lower down on the roster. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but they are really, really going to have to show out uh, to to get some attention. Yeah, and it's tough too because the structure, the very nature of practices is, um, you know, you still do get those limited reps, but there are more opportunities for one-on-ones than in a regular practice. So, like, I have to think some of these guys are going to be told to basically be on call just in case, um, you know, enough players do test positive and they have to quarantine for a certain period of time. You know, some of these guys will be on call. I I would imagine teams are now compiling lists of uh, and lists and lists of players who – they could call just in case a certain position group, you know, is 
is contagious or, or what what have you. But staying staying ready and then also making enough impact, you can't do that in a regular NFL practice. You can't I mean, it's so structured for installation that training camp is really the time that you that you can ever make that kind of an impact. Um, and so it, it is frustrating. I think it's, I think it's, um, it's a little, you know, if I'm those guys, it's disheartening because not only is your journey already so difficult, but then now you, you now have this added variable that you can't control sort of thrown in the mix. Yeah, it is. And so much of that is so much of training camp is that, you know, it's, it's that, that competition that, that, that coaches always foster and, and talk about. And, uh, I just don't think the, the opportunities are, are going to be there. I know we've talked a lot about the rookies too, and you know that the chance that you might get to uh, to step into a big role early on is it going to be the same? Because you just don't have that that same kind of acclimation period. I can't imagine it's uh, a team like you know Cincinnati or Miami or whatever where you where you're thinking about bringing in a rookie quarterback uh, to to oh run gosh. your team right now. I mean, I, I haven't really read a whole lot on on what they're thinking there, but. That would be terrifying if, if that was yeah. if that was me. So it's you know I'm sure coaches have thought a lot about this, but it's it's not going to be like anything we've ever seen before. Right, and it's so interesting too. I think that, and um, I touched on this in a recent article where I'm I'm talking about rookies who we think are going to have sort of a breakout period in camp, but maybe things will be a little bit different when games actually start. And I think Cam Akers falls under this category because. I think he's going to completely show out in camp and they're going to install a lot of things and they're going to, you know, he's going to try to get up to speed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But it's difficult when you get into the actual workload of the NFL season, you can't do, sometimes you're, you're, um, you're doing all of these things with this guy in in training camp, but you can't do as many things in the course of an NFL season because not only are you balancing, he is not accustomed to having a, you know, 17 week season, first and foremost. Second of all, um, you're balancing what the workload would be. And then third of all, you can't expect him to just have everything under control and everything, all of the knowledge, the deep knowledge of the playbook and know exactly what he's supposed to do at any given time. You just can't expect that. So with Cam, I think that we're going to see a lot of really great things from him in camp. And obviously he's in a really important position. But I think we're going to see more two and three back committees early on, and it will taper to maybe more two back committee by the end of the year. I think we're going to see a lot more two and three in the beginning of the season. And that obviously, excuse me, that obviously will um, ease him into the workload while he could still, you know, he could be, you know, the MVP of training camp, but it doesn't mean that you can then thrust him into the spotlight into the season. And I think fans sometimes there's a disconnect there because you get a player and you hear all this hype about him through camp and he's doing, you know, amazing things and and he's incredible. But then you, you're like, well, why isn't he getting it more snaps? Right. And there's a disconnect there because you, you just can't. You can't force a guy in too early because you could really ruin his development and his growth if you do that. Yeah. And, and Jordan, this is definitely a topic for a future podcast, so I, I won't get too much into it. But there, uh-huh. there's an interesting thing going on here. You talk about some of the decisions the Rams made during the offseason and, and how they impacted 2020. And by no means, I don't want this to be misunderstood, by no means am I saying that the Rams are punting 2020 because I don't think that's the case and I don't think any team is. 
But if if you <laughs> you know what I'm saying here, like if it's going to be a season that's weird anyway, and and that isn't going to be conventional, and maybe you're not going to hold to exactly the same standards, then this is a pretty good one for the Rams, just in terms of uh, if if some of the stuff doesn't quite go to plan. Well, you know what? Nothing went to plan this year, right. so I, I don't know how that'll be accepted. I'm not saying that fans should accept it. But but it's something I think maybe to keep in mind um, this season. Well, yeah. I mean, I first of all, I can't wait for the headline to come out. Rich Hammond of The Athletic says <laughs> Rams punting 2020 season. Can't wait for that. Second of all, um, I do think that it's such a good point. You, you almost have to think about it like a red shirt almost right. with some of these guys. Like I would honestly like I think Van Jefferson receiver, I think he could be impactful immediately. Do I think he's going to get as much time as he would have if the season were different and things were more normal. No. And guys like Bryson Hopkins, guys like, you know, um, Terrell Burgess, I think Terrell Lewis will see early and often, but you know, it's just going to be, it's different. And I think some of these guys who are really have so much potential, um, at a, at a position that is very, very heavily utilized within the system, the Rams own system, um, and dependent upon within the Rams and system. I don't, I still don't think, I mean, it's a little, it, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. It's disadvantageous in the way that you really want to play and you really want to show what you got. It's advantageous in the way that, okay, well, you have a little more time to develop now. Like you have a little more time to ease into it right. and to, and to accept all of these things. But in, in the same way, you know, that teams across the league are going to have to kind of lean on, lean on their fundamentals, lean on their core and that's the way that you just kind of get by because it's just so it, there's so many variables that could completely set you off course this year. Yeah, and I even think it's a little different by position too. I mean, you talked about a guy like Terrell Lewis. I mean, it, the, the the I'm not saying that his position isn't isn't uh, difficult, but I mean, there's certain guys I think who can step in a little bit easier um, than others, you know. And and I think he might be one. I think Cam Akers to some extent might be one, depending on the. Uh, the, the role that he's given uh, Van Jefferson maybe a little bit more difficult just to, in terms of kind of mm-hmm. learning uh, that offense and and knowing how the Rams are in terms of um, wanting all of those receivers to to be kind of experts of the whole offense not just knowing your role but knowing everybody's role on the team mm-hmm. um, so it might be a little bit more difficult for for somebody like that but I'm sure the coaches will, will adjust those expectation levels to go along with that. If you're not following us on Twitter already, you should do that at Rich underscore Hammond on Twitter at Jordan Rodrigue. We are so thrilled to bring you 11 personnel and thank you for the ratings and for the reviews and for subscribing and listening and giving us nice feedback, um, whether it's on Twitter or via our review section. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, if you subscribe through us at theathletic.com, you get 40% off of theathletic.com. So that's pretty great. I love me a discount. And what we really love about 11 personnel is we can we can try new things and be different. And we have definitely tried something new, Rich. <laughs> Listen, 2020 is the year for just trying anything, right? So I think we've come up with something really fun for our listeners. And I'm really excited for everybody to follow us on this journey. So bear with us a little bit. I'm not going to give you too many details here. Um, I would encourage you to sit back and enjoy the magic. It was that time. You know the one. Rookies. All the rookies. They get on planes, 
They get to their first NFL training camp. They're wide-eyed. The new kids. Los Angeles, Hollywood. Who wouldn't be a little starstruck? Some of them make the roster. Many of them don't. Don't get attached to rookies, they say. Not on an NFL beat. One of these guys caught my eye this year, though. One of these guys? Now maybe he's got something. Maybe he's got a shot. I wanted to find out more. So I got my two best detectives on the case. Who is Player X? Will he make the Rams roster? What's his training camp journey? Introducing a new miniseries presented by The Athletic and the 11 Personnel Podcast, Gridiron Gumshoes. What mysteries about the LA Rams will arise this season? More importantly, how much fun can Rich Hammond and I have pretending to be detectives as we bring you the answers? First up, who is Player X? One player's journey to the final roster. And we're giving you new clues and new interviews each week as training camp continues. We first meet Player X right before the Rams are supposed to report to training camp. Everything is super weird. Anxiety is high. At this time, guys didn't actually even know what day camp was supposed to start. Player X was preparing to move to Los Angeles, and he had spent his offseason trying to stay in shape, or as best he could. But yeah, recently I've just been doing a lot of training here in Nashville. I've got a good setup. Um, and, you know, with all the COVID uh, cautions going around, uh, I have a good, a nice little uh, private type facility that uh, I've been working out with with some other players and, and uh, just getting some good work and trying to prepare myself as much as I can uh, so that I can hit the ground running when I do get there. Um, but, yeah, it's been good, and I've been doing a lot of film study and just playbook study, you know, just trying to get as prepared as I can. Well, are you guys are you guys going to have to drive, do you think, or are you going to be able to fly? Oh, uh, I'm definitely not driving that. Um, <laughs> I, I will be flying. I'm shipping my car out tomorrow, actually, so mm-hmm. uh, it'll get there in about a week. But I'm definitely flying out there. I don't know if I'll ever make the 28-hour drive, but uh, maybe one day. You're trying to control, obviously, you're trying to control as many variables as you can because there's so much uncontrollable crap happening. Um, exactly. You know, people are, and also like people are getting such mixed messaging from the league. I know on these calls, um, it's just been a bunch of questions without answers, it sounds like. So is that I mean, you're already preparing for the biggest job of your entire life. I mean, how are you feeling just trying to make sure that you're keeping on track and not getting too bogged down and oh my gosh how is any of this going to work mm-hmm. um so you know considering the circumstances i've just been trying to do my best to uh connect with people who are already there just to learn mm-hmm. uh the system and and w- the type of player i'm supposed to be and what my responsibilities will be as soon as i get out there uh just so like i said i'm pr- as prepared as i can be um but you know it's definitely been a little difficult uh not being able to meet everyone in person and, you know, just have that one-on-one conversation with my coach, even, uh, you know, we talk all the time via uh, Zoom and FaceTime and all that, but um, I'm definitely just excited to get out there and like, you know, you know just get on the grass with the with my teammates and uh, my coaches, especially because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we've um, haven't been able to do very much of that recently. So did you, um, 
kind of have a strategy in turn. I mean, I, it's so weird to think of April. It feels like it was, you know, five years ago, but yeah. I, I think we, we kind of <laughs> knew at that time that there probably wouldn't be like a rookie mini camp or, or things like that. Did, did you kind of have a strategy for yourself to kind of keep yourself prepared or, or physically uh, as much as you could, you know, knowing that you probably wouldn't be out here in LA? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. The coaches have done a great job uh, connecting with me. Just like I said, through Zoom and FaceTime uh, as much as we can, just giving me kind of a schedule. And even when that ended, you know, I tried to be as disciplined as possible when it came to studying and working out and having a good diet and just making sure that uh, I'm the best player that I can be by the time I get out there and then see what they can do with me, even like make me even better. So um, it's been a different experience, but at the same time, I'm just running with it and trying to... uh, like adapt as best I can. I got to say, I think one of the hardest things about this would probably be the diet. I mean, in quarantine, <laughs> everybody's like, yeah, get your quarantine bot on. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, I would say that would probably be one of the, one of the trickiest things to probably have to deal with. It is, uh, it is tricky when I'm by myself. Luckily I'm actually staying with my family here. So, you know, I got my own chef, mom and dad down there. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> doing everything they can to keep me fed and and it's it's like definitely a blessing to have that and I don't have to go out and run to Chipotle every day or order food online and and my my diet has stayed pretty healthy healthy getting all the nutrients I need so uh, I've, I got to uh, give them some props and, and helping me out in the process. Are you a good, um, I don't know how to say this, like a, a visual learner? Like I know the, the Rams, you know, Sean right away wanted to, to ship, you know, the iPads or the, the tablets to you guys so, so that you could, um, you know, try to start to learn things and you could review them that way. Is that, had you ever experienced anything like that before? And is it, is it easy to, to learn that way or, or is it somewhat difficult? Um, it, it, I will say it's it's somewhat harder than it is to be in person in the film room with them and able to ask any question you want and then uh, go ahead immediately after and, and try to translate those that knowledge to the field uh, because you don't have that opportunity, you know, to practice with all the players. So it's definitely been different. I, I'm more of a, a hands-on learner, you know, but it is necessary for you to be able to visualize uh, what you need to be doing so that you can translate it to the field. So the visual part ha- has just, it's had to come and, and I've been able to uh, adapt to it and learn as much as I can, but I'm definitely excited to get on the field and um, see what all information I can retain and, and just, um, you know, take it to the field with the players as well. You do a lot of solo work, but uh, it's mm-hmm. different when you have all the players in one environment and you can all work together and, and learn from each other. Had you been able to, before the restrictions really kind of locked down, um, particularly like California was was okay for a while and spiked back up, and I'm sure that's when about when the time your <laughs> your flight got canceled. Um, had had you been able to to get some field work in with Jared at all? Um, you know, we had some opportunities, but, you know, it, it was just like just players getting together and mm-hmm. just getting to work in, you know, following uh, social distance, social distancing guidelines and, and just all the rules that go along with this, with the COVID-19. So I did have a few opportunities to do that. And, uh, you know, that was a while ago, it seems like now. Mm-hmm. So um, I've just been 
trying to get back out there as quick as I can to learn as much as I can. But I, I have had a few opportunities and it went well and, and I'm excited to continue with that process. Oh, interesting. So this is a clue. We know he must be an offensive player if he was working with Rams quarterback Jared Goff. But what position? Receiver, running back, tight end, or even another rookie quarterback? We had to know more. What's the uh, kind of the mood or, or the, I guess, maybe the camaraderie between you rookies? I mean, a normal situation, like I said, you'd probably be in there uh, about a week after the draft. You'd all be kind of, you know, hanging out, getting to know each other. I know the Rams are big on kind of that bond. Um, have you been able to, to experience that while, while distanced? Do you guys kind of feel like a little, a little group or is that going to take a little, a little time? Uh, yeah, we definitely do feel that, that bond, especially, you know, that, that the Rams have been trying to connect us. They've, they've gone out of their way to try and uh, help us build relationships with each other. And, you know, it's to a certain extent that we're able to connect with each other. But at the same time, I've already got friends out there. And luckily I knew, like, he's from the Nashville area. I knew him before um, we even got drafted or before college. Um, so and, and uh, even other players that I've connected with um, just through social media or texting or even when I was out there for a couple of weeks, I was just able to meet him and we hung out and it was really a good time. And, and I have no worry about being able to uh, create that bond with them because it, it's definitely there um, and I know it can be stronger. So uh, when I get out there, I'm, I, I just want to see how tight we can get that that bond, you know. And I kind of love that because this is such a frightening time in many ways for, um, you know, trying to exist, let alone make an NFL <laughs> roster. Yeah. So, um, so just being able to lean on on your guys, essentially, just just knowing already that once you, the second you show up, you're just going to feel that all around you. I'm sure that must be. Um, a little bit of a weight off your shoulders. Um, definitely. Um, it, it, it would definitely be harder if I felt that, you know, it was just me going out there uh, and I was going to have to have a fresh start, absolute, you know, just an absolute fresh start, not knowing anyone. Um, but when I'm able to get out there and I know that I have a, 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 some friends that I can uh, connect with and, and just learn together, you know, we can, we can take this one step at a time and and mess up together and 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 do well together at the same time. So, uh, just I'm I'm really excited to, um, just meet everyone. I haven't been able to meet everyone, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone's able to get out there when we were. So, um, I do have you know tighter bonds with certain players that I was able to, uh, you know, just, um relate to kind of even on the field and off the field so um yeah it's it's an advantage for me uh, definitely i apologize if this is a it goes too into the the personal i don't think it does but do you, do you have a living situation set up out here or like you're gonna have a roommate or anything uh like that uh yeah actually i just got an apartment out there uh probably not even four or five days ago so i don't have a roommate yet i'm currently in the process of trying to find one um and that's not been easy with the whole COVID situation. You know, I can't really talk to as many people as I'd like. And we can't even see the apartment yet. I know what it looks like, but I haven't been there. Uh, so that's why I'm trying to get out there this weekend and just uh, know the environment and, and what I'm getting myself into. But, yeah, I do have a living situation out there. And, and, and I'm 
that's one of the things I'm really excited about is just be able to get out there and get everything into my apartment and, you know, get my car out there and get a routine going. So I have a little bit more uh, certainty in my future, you know, dude, can I just say that is so stressful? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It's very, is- stressful. <laughs> it is very stressful, but you know, I have my mom doing a lot of, a lot of the work to help me out because she knows what she's doing, of course. Um, so yeah. if it was just me trying to get it together, I, I, I don't know if, if I'd even, I'd probably be on the streets for a couple of days. I don't know, but it, it's okay. I, I'd, I'd survive. <laughs> like, I mean, I just did this. I did the, but I was stupid and I drove, I drove from Charlotte, which is 37 hours. Oh and I just God. did this, this move and I couldn't, um, I couldn't see the place before I moved in. So I just had like this fear, like, Oh, they showed me all these pictures, but when I get there, it's just going to be a cardboard box on the sidewalk. Yep, <laughs> like, you know, now that you say that, I, I might have a couple worries running through my head, but I, I, I have a pretty good idea of what it's like. So I'm hoping I'm in a, in a good situation when I get out there. Well, I'm so glad your parents are with you on this, and it sounds like you guys have a, a pretty strong bond as a family. Always. Always. Oh, a mama's boy, huh? Looks like we'll have to pay her a visit soon find out the details see meanwhile this guy's got to prep for the biggest job of his life when you show up um and you like walk in you know you get your swab or whatever they're gonna do yeah yeah um, your temperature and all that stuff and then you really get into it and stuff you get on the field and stuff starts to feel maybe a little bit more normal what is the number one or one or two key things that you're hoping to show coaches right away uh, versatility, you know, uh, a willingness to do whatever they ask on the field. Like, you know, every player has a, a specialty in them on how they can help the uh, team succeed. So I just want to get out there and show them that I'm an athletic dominant player. And hopefully they see that and they can use me to the best of my ability. Um, but it's all about um, what they've seen on film, you know, because I haven't been able to get out there yet. Uh, so once I do get out there, I, I just want to show that that I, I can do the same things in this league that I did in college and hopefully with mm-hmm. even better coaching, not saying that, you know, my coaches weren't uh, just as sufficient enough of a coach to to help me succeed in that level as they are in the NFL. But, you know, it just it, it pertains to the team and how they run the offense. So um, I definitely want to get out there and just show them that. I'm a versatile athlete and uh, I have many different uses and uh, hopefully they pick up on that. And, you know, I, I already know that they, they have areas that they want me to be uh, and, and expectations of me as a player. So um, mm-hmm. I just want to get out there and kind of confirm, uh, confirm. And, you know, uh, if any, anybody has any doubts, I would love to, to show them that they're wrong and that, that I can and am willing to put in the work to just be a better player all around. So that's player X. Hmm. I've got some ideas, but I need to dig a little more. And I just received one final clue. So, you know, I'm the best Xbox player you've ever seen. All right. Yeah. I I just, I should be a streamer, but you know, God gave me other talents. So, uh, that's just, that's just something that, that I like to do in my spare time whenever I can find the time. Um, uh, you know, cars, I'm big on cars. I, I'll, I'll just go to, go to deal. Even I know I'm not buying a car or I can't, I just like going to dealerships or car shows and, and car rallies and just 
looking at all the different variations and customizations that you know people do it you know it shows a lot of um, personality in the way that you build a car so um, I'm very interested in that so this is what we know about player X so far he's a rookie he probably plays on offense and his hobbies well they're hobbies over the next three weeks we'll dig deep into this guy oh and he's got to get through training camp too that was our first episode of gridiron gumshoes and we're bringing you new clues every week as a part of the 11 personnel podcast we really hope you enjoyed it I can't wait to see when people, if people, start to figure out the answer, Jordan. We've got three more episodes taking us right up to the end of training camp before our big reveal. So tune in next week and uh, get some more clues. And if you guys out there listening, if you think you know who this player is that we're talking to, this mystery player, Player X, if you think you know, send us a note, send us an email, comment on Twitter. We will neither confirm nor deny your guesses, but we are really hoping that you guys have fun with this and interact with us. Um, And we're so excited to bring you the next three episodes. 